Good day and happy Wednesday and welcome back to another episode of the Sunshine Steven podcast where today I'm going to be talking about something that's super duper duper important to me and honestly should be to a lot of people and that is mental health. Yes, bitch, it's May. It's Mental Health Month. So, like, let's do some self check ins. Let's meditate. Let's talk about it. It's gonna be so gorgeous, so great, so amazing. I'm so excited. And yeah, so I'm gonna talk about my experience with mental health and like trauma from my childhood and stuff. Like, mm, yay, the fun stuff. And, you know, my like journey to acceptance and stuff like that. Um, and then I'm also, you know, gonna have the good stuff that I always have, like what you're watching, history lesson, a course meditation minute, and a little something else later on in the episode. So just stay tuned. Well, let's get right into it with this week's episode. All right, now let's get right into it. And oh, girl, bear with me. Let me get some tea ready. Let's talk about it. Let's go through my experience with mental health and what that looked like for me as a child, uh, a teenager, like early 20s, and even now. So let's take you way back to little baby Nugget Steven and the shit show called My Childhood. So, uh, long story short, my childhood, and I've mentioned this before, wasn't that great. We were poor. A lot of shit happened. Childhood divorce. Um, single mother with cancer. Um, passed away when I was 16. So, there was a lot of shit that happened when I was younger. Um, not going to go into that right now. Um, but, like, real, like, dark shit. Like, really mentally fucked me over and stuff like that. Like, um... So, yeah, but there was a lot of times, you know, either court-ordered or, um, you know, just from acting out in school that I had to go and seek, like, counseling and stuff like that and um, try to come up with ways to help with, like, anger and stuff like that because I was, like, a hellion. I was such – and it's so funny. Like, not funny, but, like, crazy because people see me now and they're like, "Mm, was that really you? And I was like, Yes. I was uh, like a, a satanic child. Like I was the spawn of Satan. Literally, I remember like be I've been expelled and stuff like that. Like spit on teachers, thrown desks, like hit people. Like was a bully. Like it was not cute. And like that was me. Like elementary to middle school. And I, I mentioned this before. I talked about it before. But like that was me. I was so bad. I was a terror. Like I would bite people. Like literally. Like I remember the guidance counselor because you know we were like. BFFs, but not really. Like I, I had to go to counseling the counselor a lot because I was just angry. Like little things would set me off, and I'd be like, "Bitch, no." I remember one time, um, though, you know, it was something I. It was so stupid too. Like I remember in elementary school, this is like second grade, where you know, if you get in trouble, um, there's different themes, but I, I think the one that we had, it was like, you know. You're in the the green, which is you're good to go. You're great. Yellow means, ooh, you may have gotten a warning or two, but red means like, nah. And uh, yes, I admit I was really bad. And most of the time I was in the red, like before noon, whatevs. So whenever I did get the chance to redeem myself and be in that green or possibly yellow, which was very, very rare, I did not want to fuck that up. And so one day... I actually was being good, but you know, 
they pinpoint and they're like, mm, they're the ones that's usually in trouble. So I got in trouble for something that another kid did. Fuck that kid. So I got automatically moved to the red and I was pissed. I was so angry. I was like, I, I was like ready to fight. I was like, no, this is not fair. They did it, not me. Like yada, yada, yada. And she was, my teacher was like, nah, I'm not having it. I'm going to call the counselor to come get you or, and there was like a resource officer and stuff like that. And I was like, bitch, okay, post up. I don't care. Full on meltdown. Like they had to get like three or four people to drag me out. Like I was refusing to leave. And I was like biting the shit out of them. Like really bad. Got expelled. It was bad. Like it was so like I, I look back now and I'm like, God, what? Like y'all should have called a priest or something. Like something was wrong. Well, a lot of was wrong, but um, I just didn't want to share with anybody. You know, Um, now I'm an adult and you know. I've talked to people about it and it'll be in my amazing book whenever I get that shit together and put it out there. But yeah, just had a lot of entered like problems and issues and demons and stuff. And my mom was like, what the fuck? What's going on? Whatever. Um, but yeah, I was just so bad. And I remember like refusing like help. They'd be like, you need a journal or you need to like take a breath and take a moment before. And I was like, nah, fuck this. Like, no, whatever. Um, so it was rough. I had to actually go to a different school because they were like, this motherfucker can come back. Um, and that's in second grade. Not to mention there was one time. I mean, there was a lot of times where I didn't think I was in the wrong. And I was just like, you know, you get labeled. And that's a whole other thing that I even learned in college. The labeling theory where if you label somebody something, especially uh, somebody as impressionable as a child or a kid they're going to stick with that label nine times out of 10. So like for me, if they called me a bad um, kid or stupid or something like that, okay, well I'll show you the stupidest stupid I could be or the baddest kid I could be. And I'll never forget one time in second grade, like literally didn't, I wasn't done with the sandbox. I did not want to get out of that motherfucking sandbox. I wanted to play. This is in Florida too. Um, most places. I don't think they have sandboxes. It's it, now that I think it's it, it, gross. Like who will it's, little children play in the sand and then go back and I don't know. Say the beach bitch. Anyways. So I was like, nah, and they were like, recess is over. And I was like, nah, I'm good. They literally called the police on me and my mother, poor mother had to leave work and come thinking that I've done like punched a kid in the throat and killed them. It's like, Oh my gosh, what's going on? Like da 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 da. And they're like, mm, he didn't want to get out of the sandbox. And she was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, Give him candy, like literally, like he's in second grade. But like, I guess they were so scared because <laughs> I'd be biting and fighting bitches. So, um, you know, but like that cleared up. I'm not like that anymore. And hopefully, you know, if I do have children in the future, I do not pass that on to them because I wouldn't wish that on any parent. And I do apologize. Sorry, mom. Like I was such a little shit and awful and Ugh, gross. But yeah, it's because I had a lot going on. And like I've, I've said numerous times, and I'll say it again, like we were super poor. So uh, I kind of was mad at that too. And some people, they're like, haha, yeah. I was, no, like literally I'm like, I'm mad because we just went a week without power. Like lived in HUD housing and shit like that. So it was very, I was very angsty and like, ugh, Um. So yeah, so like I, I, I definitely had to go to counseling a lot in school. And then there were times where like, um, you know, child services and stuff would come and check because they're like, this fucking kid is satanic. Like he is the spawn of Satan. So they would have to come and check on me and everything. And they always were like, Oh, he's like 
chill. He's normal. And then I'm like, mm, but when I get angry or sad or whatever, because that's the thing. It was two polar opposites. If I was angry, I start swinging and lashing out. But if I was sad, I'd sit there and cry and cry like over stupid shit. Like literally the dumbest shit ever. I remember another embarrassing story going on a field trip once. And this was like a middle school. So like it took me a while. It took until like eighth grade to grow out of all this shit. Well, the crying, I don't know, because I used to do that randomly. Uh, but middle school, and we all packed our lunches and everything, which was a big deal for me because um, we didn't pack our lunch, like, ever. It was whatever was the free and reduced plan. That's what we ate. So being able to be like, bitch, I get to be, like, one of the cool kids that has money to bring their lunch each day. So, you know, I picked out whatever I want. And somehow, along the lines, the buses got mixed up, and nobody got what lunch they brought like it was a different bus so it was like bus say bus a and bus b and if i was on bus a i was now on bus b and the cooler did not have my lunch in it i was so upset so so upset because i was like i was planning on that fucking lunchable i had like a yahoo like mom i'm spitting money we got name brand shit and i got stuck with somebody's pb and j and fucking crackers or whatever it was i don't know so i start crying and people are like the fuck? And I'm going to forget, I had a friend, uh, super supportive at the time. He was just like, he, um, it's emotional. <laughs> and was trying to tell people like, hey, um, he's just like this. Um, so yeah, it was, it, it was very much that. So, cause I had a lot going on and everything, but then I cleared up, um, and was kind of chill from like eighth grade till 10th grade, of course, when my mom passed and then, you know, shit just got real again. And I didn't know how to process that. So, you know, two, three weeks of boohooing it and, you know, getting it all out. And then I was just like, you know what? She wouldn't want this. I have to be strong. So I'm just going to move on and repress it and not even seek help and stuff like that. And I think that long term has fucked me up a little bit more than I already was. And, you know, and like, girl, I'm going to be serious, open and real on this. So that's just who I am. So yeah, it's, it's getting deep and shit, but like, I'm still trying to make you laugh. Just think of me crying over getting a PB and J when I really wanted a Lunchable. So yeah, I, I pushed that away. Didn't get help. And I was, I mean, I was 16, but the thing was I moved in, I had nowhere to go really. So, um, lived with my grandparents and stuff. And they thought everything could be fixed with Jesus. Put Jesus on it and you'd be fine. So that's when I got thrown into the church and stuff like that. Met some really cool and great people and stuff like that. I had some fallouts and shit like that. But that might be a whole nother like religion episode. It's it's buck wild. But um, yeah, everything could be fixed with Jesus. So for a moment there, I was best friends with Jesus. And it was like, I'm happy and this is great and everything. And then when I got to college and had mental breaks breakdowns and stuff, I was like, hmm you know what? <laughs> like maybe this isn't um, what's best for me right now. So I definitely, uh, you know, started to research a little bit more and be like, you know, what counseling and stuff is out there because, you know, it was very, there's still a stigma and stuff like that. And I remember going to my grandmother one day being like, I think something's wrong with me. Like I'm just sad for no reason. And it comes and goes and everything like that. Um, is it cool? Like, can I go see a doctor or something like that? And she was just like, nah, pray about it. So it's a very, I, I was like, I don't know where to do or where to go. But like when you get in college, it's a free fucking for all. And you're just like, whatever, I could do what I want. But I was still like, still had that in my back of my mind. Like, 
you're weak if you go seek counseling or, you know, stuff like that. So I was like, you know what, let's find other ways to repress all this depression. So um, it was not healthy, not good, especially at the time, you know, there was a lot of stuff that I was like, well, let me not focus on that and focus on maybe, um, you know, bad thing. Like, not like drugs or anything like that or drinking really, honestly, but like other things because I, w- I was like, I'm not about that life. But, you know, I'll go out and be a ho-ho and um, develop a little bit of an eating disorder and stuff like that. Um, I was just like, you know what, let me just, to me, I was like, I'm working on me and focusing on me and this is what um, a counselor would do. Mm, no, incorrect. And not to mention uh idiot Steven like I was literally a psychology major at one of these points and like everything was like don't do this and I was like "Hmm, okay cool but I'm skipping three meals um so shit like that was like really bad and I I I really haven't opened up a lot about that but you know what this is what this podcast is for and um it's gonna be my book so eventually whoever reads and whatever it's gonna be out there so Mm, it might as well just, you know, make the best of it now. But yeah, so I was doing like horrible, bad things. Uh, like I said, being a ho-ho. But, you know, everybody has to go through that phase, right? Um, but not really. You don't have to. But I was just substituting. But yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So doing bad stuff. But like, honestly, I should have went and sought some help then. But I pushed it off and was like, you know what? I'm good by myself. Like doing this. And then... You know, it did take me a while to be like, hey, stop doing this. And, like, definitely getting more friends that were open to talk about mental health and um, studying more about it. Switched my major to sociology, studying about it and everything. And it kind of, it not kind of, it literally woke me the fuck up. I was like, what a week. Um, so I was able to just stop doing all the, the bad negative things and really, truly focus on myself and like I said, when in doubt, Google it out, wasn't ready to go to a therapist or anything like that. So I was like, you know, it's been a hot minute since I've had to do that. And, you know, I had bad memories as a child. I, was, I, I don't know. So um, I was like, you know, I'll just work on myself and try to do this myself with the help of friends and like Google and stuff like that. Did okay for a while, but then it started to get really, really, um, dark at moments, especially, um, and I mentioned this before, so trigger warning, suicide. Uh, when I was 16, you know, when my mom passed and everything, there was a moment where I was like, you know what, this is it. I'm, I want to end my life and everything. I was fully prepared. So I thought it was fine until it was actually, um, I felt like my world was crumbling again. I felt like I, was doing much better. I was like, yeah, I may have lost my mom, but look at me. First one to graduate high school. Um, first one to go to college, everything like that. I have a job. I have good friends, relationships and stuff. But then like the relationship part started to go sour. So did the college part. Um, and like work was just hellacious. And I was like, why does anybody want to be an adult? So I felt like my world was crumbling again. And I was like, this is not what I signed up for. This was like supposed to be good and great. So again, I had those dark moments and dark plans and thoughts. Um, thankfully did not, um, you know, go through with it. But I started to have those again. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I had to have like a kind of 
whatever moment with myself, Jesus, Gaga, whoever you want to believe in, and say, hey, you need to pick yourself up. So I was like, okay, let me work on me. So after actually um, a, the semester ended where I failed like three classes, a uh, relationship, not even just a relationship, an engagement. And I was like 21, 22, like super young. And now I look back, I'm like, bitch, give your whole life. But I did, I had that conversation with myself and it was even interesting because my ex fiance, we were still on the same phone plan for a hot minute. Um, cause you know, we were planning on forever and everything, but we, I, I, I didn't talk to him. I really didn't talk to anybody for a while, um, except for like close friends. And it was during the summer. I was like, you know, I'm going to, I had a new job and everything. So it felt like things were turning around. Like I was like, at least I'm out of this relationship that was really bad and toxic and everything from both sides. It, this is cruise boy, by the way. Um, if you listen to my past episodes, the one that thought he was still searching on a cruise and we got back together and got engaged and that ended and, it just wasn't pretty, but like I, I accept fault for that as well for any of my relationships, but for that as well too, it just wasn't meant to be. And you know, thanks for the memories and everything like that. I highly doubt he's listening to this, but you know, it, it just wasn't meant to be. It is what it is. You know, it was shitty. I was shitty to him. He was shitty to me. It is what it is. So moved on from that and was just like, whatever, let me focus on, um, work my new job. So I got a a new job. It paid more. It was, you know, at a better location and everything. So I was super excited for that. And uh, I was like, Oh, I have a summer break, you know, to just relax and chill from classes, but I still worked so, so, so much. And, but I was doing stuff that I really liked. And I did a kid's program, um, working in a hotel, a massive resort and everything like that. Met some awesome new people and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, things are getting better I don't really think that I need to go to the doctor and stuff like that like that was Steven to the T like let me find an excuse on why I don't need to do something that I I need to do and it's fucking frustrating if you know the feeling of like I know something's wrong and I need to do something about it but I'm scared slash anxious to do it so I'm not going to do it like that's how my mind works and again my mind you know works really bad anyways with anxiety and everything like that. So not even just the depression and everything of being sad and crying and, you know, having dark thoughts and everything, but like my anxiety started to get worse and worse as I got older, which was super annoying because I thought it was already pretty bad in um, like high school and everything. So I was like, great. It's just progressively becoming like a monster beast bitch that just is fucking everything up. So Um, yeah, but I started, uh, you know, seeing somebody else. So, you know, in my mind, I was like, things are getting better. I'm seeing somebody else who is better and I got a better job, blah, blah, blah. That relationship, spoiler, that relationship, um, did not pan out, did not work either. But I will say, um, cute story kind of, um, before I started seeing that person, I did, um, go on a couple dates, um, with my current husband, but, um, he seemed to have his shit together, And I did not, I was a hot fucking mess, did not know what I wanted or anything like that. So we kind of just stopped talking to each other. (laughs) It was great. There was chemistry, there was a connection, but I was just like, nah, bitch, you have too much um, life to live. And I don't, it was, that's what I felt. That felt, you know, that sounded really dark, but mm, yeah. So I started dating somebody else and everything and, you know, just progressively, um, getting better and then got back in school and everything. So I thought like, okay, we're cool. We're chill. Got this cool. Awesome. So 
you know, and then I went because it was a very, it's a very uh, tricky topic and uh, subject matter in my family when you bring up drugs and alcohol and stuff like that, because there's a lot of drug addicts in my family and stuff like that. So I've always been one to be like, mm, I don't want to be medicated and be like a zombie or whatever. So I did a lot of research and stuff and was one of those like, uh, still kind of am. Um, let me drink this tea and take these vitamins and stuff instead of getting a prescription or whatever. And they seem to help, but um, or maybe I don't. I, I don't know if they worked, but maybe they felt. But like maybe just like underlining, I was like, yeah, it's working to have hope or whatever. So I did that for a couple years, but then I I you know started to um still have, you know, my anxiety was getting worse and like my depression was kind of was leaning off, like steering off and being fine. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. But still in the back of my mind, like, even though I was so open and was like, mental health is so important and everything, it was like, but I'm not willing to take that step. But then finally, you know, I actually, you know, after marriage and everything like that, which is stressful fucking enough. And then, um, some stuff happening with my job and stuff like that. Like I started to have those, uh, dark, deep thoughts and stuff again. Um, so I knew like uh, something needs to give, you know? So I did make an appointment and everything to go to a therapist and um, spoiler, I chickened the fuck out and didn't end up going because I was just so scared. And I was like, you know what? I can work on this myself. I still had that mindset of you're stronger. If you do it yourself, don't go seek help for it. Yada, yada, yada. So, Fast forward, uh, probably like a year or whatever, I finally was like, okay, no, like this is time, like go. And it was actually my husband who was supportive enough to say, hey, you need, like, we've talked about it and it's definitely something that's there. Like, and it's hard to explain when you don't understand and stuff like that. But like my mind really does work so like wonky at times where I'm like, it's worst worst case scenario in my mind. And it, it just started to get worse and worse and worse and the anxiety and depression and everything. So it was just like every little tiny thing, like I could not function even at work. Like literally if my boss or a higher up or somebody like walked past me and was like, Oh, Hey Steven, how are you? And kept going. I was like, they didn't want to stop and talk to me. They're going to fire me. Like it just, it, it consumed my mind and body and soul and everything like that. So it was just like, huh? Yeah, this sucks. So let me do something about it. And with the support of my husband who actually literally like <laughs> went with me to the doctor and everything like that, talked to the doctor and he was like, yeah, you, uh, you fucked up basically not not really but like in a nutshell like hey you have um clearly some issues but at least you're self-aware um and he was like what has held you back so long coming in to do this and everything and i i went into it with him and told him and he was like look everybody can have depression but it's not fair to live with it when we have tools out there and you know let's just start this so he started on medication and stuff like that and he was like, I highly recommend you go see a psychologist because you have a lot of shit going on underneath. And I was like, yep, totally. So, um, yeah, that's how I got into, like, therapy um, and meds and stuff, which for a while, and again, super honest and everything, for a while it was rough because 
you know, he, I, I expressed, you know, the addiction and stuff in my family. So he was like, well, let me prescribe this, this, and this or whatever. And not to mention I had to get, because I'm an old fucking man, evidently, had to get stuff for acid reflex and heartburn. Cause that's a fucking thing when you're 20, whatever I was. Um, but I've had it for years and years and was just like, I'm going to take this whatever and he's like no you should probably take something stronger because it's real bad and i vomit and then i started stress vomiting too so it was just like a lot of shit going on yeah who knew that was a thing um but yeah so he started with low doses and everything like that but like he was like give it 30 days and see what happens girl that shit did not eh. i was like um yeah no we gonna have to bump that up bump, bump. so it was a couple months of trying to adjust to it and everything like that um uh, so th- finally it worked out. And so knock on wood, pretty chill with it and everything. And then also continuing therapy and stuff like that is really good, but I'm still, I have to admit, I'm not one to go in person because if I see somebody and look somebody in the eye and they're talking to me about something, I'll fucking cry. And that's just not cute. Nobody wants that. It's really ugly, snotty, salty grossness. So I still just do, um, thankfully, to technology and stuff, and especially now with COVID and everything happening, I do the um, tele-therapy or whatever you want to call it, where it's just a phone call. They offer FaceTime or whatever, like a face chat or whatever, and just not about that life right now. So, But yeah, that's my whole experience and everything, and I guess it took me uh, to a certain point to where... You know, I was in my uh, my 20s to say, you know, maybe it's stronger to actually admit that you have an issue and something going on and seeking help and getting help for it rather than pushing it aside and trying to do it yourself. Like, I, that was such a hard thing, and I think it's a hard for a lot of people. So I always suggest to people, like, just try it out. Like, you don't have to do it. It doesn't have to be forever, but you just never know until you try. And then you might fall in love with it. Hopefully you do. I have, and um, it's pretty great. But I I truly do think it's stronger to be open about it and talk about it and stuff like that. Not throwing shade. Like, if you don't want to talk about it and keep it in secret, do you, boo-boo. But for me, I'm like, I feel like a superhero. But, you know, for anybody to admit that they have something and going to get help for it, you're a superhero in my book. So... There's a little tidbit on my whole um, experience with mental health and especially therapy and stuff like that. And I still think it's super important. So I'm going to get into it a little bit more and give you some tips, of course. And we'll get into all the good, normal episode stuff now, too. Thanks. Now that I've kind of brought the mood down, let me bring it back up with some cute little tips about mental health and how you can deal with it. I'm a poet slash rapper, um, wicked, wiggity wiggity whack. Anyways, um, let's get into three tips that I have for you. Stuff that I do personally, but again, like I've said before, just because it works for me doesn't mean that it works for you necessarily. So do your own thing. But here are three things that I suggest besides, of course, going to therapy and medicine um, to help with your mental health and your well-being and everything. Um But yeah, so first thing, and I've talked about this before, meditation, bitch. I've, you know, I took a class. That was the first time that I medicated, (laughs) girl, meditated and stuff like that on it. And it was fun and interesting and just it's developed and my love for it and everything has developed over the years. So I try to do it every single day. I've been slacking a little bit now because, um, 
I don't know why, honestly. I should probably have a talk with myself and be like, why are you slacking? But yeah, meditation is so nice. Even if it's just 10 minutes a day, just laying there, thinking about nothing, and just breathing, put on some cute little, um, you know music or something. So what I do is I actually go into one of our spare bedrooms. Uh, we have three bedrooms, all two are spare. One's a guest, but whatever. Um, go in there and I actually started to boost it a little bit because I do have scoliosis and back pain. So I found this acupressure mat, not acupuncture. That's where they put needles up in your body and not about that life. So acupressure mat on Amazon. It's amazing. Lay on that for like 15, 20 minutes. Sometimes I almost fall asleep and it's like 30 minutes. And I just close my eyes and relax. And I tell um, my Echo Dot to put on some meditation music. I'm not going to say her name because she's in the room that I recorded right now. And I don't want her to pipe in on this. No. So, yeah, that's it's a cute little moment. And I love it, you know, especially um, during these times and stuff. That's why I don't know why I've been slacking. So I need to do it more. And it's super cute. Sometimes when I'm laying there, I feel my dogs come and lay down next to me. So they're like, oh. Okay, dad, we're doing this. All right, cool. Meditation. Wow. So yeah, meditation. Also a big, big thing and um, something that I feel like universal is music. I could get down to some music and just, you know, let yourself have the feels. You know, I I have to sometimes don't bottle it in because that's not cute, not healthy, not um, gonna like hurt to cry a little bit. But like, if you're doing it so much, like maybe calm the fuck down and figure it out from there. But like, yeah, who doesn't love a good Adele and cry moment? I know I sure do. So yeah, music is really good. Even um, if I want to be happy and listen to happy music too, or musicals, do a cute little concert. Like, hey, that's how I woke up this morning. Taylor Swift was blasting in my ears. And you know, I was just giving my dogs like the concert of a lifetime. Um, If it's a good lifetime, I don't know. But regardless, I did it. So happy, sad, mad, whatever. Music definitely is there to help you. Um, and I'm just all over the place with it. But, you know, at the end of the day, 100% a female pop star is probably my go-to. Um, stereotypes. And a last thing that I love, and actually I hated, hated, hated as a child because I always suggested journaling. And I wish I would have kept journals from back then because I'm sure they were super, like, emo, depressing, stupid, like, uh, I'm, I'm sure I called my counselor a bitch face, probably. Um, but, like, I'm sure, I'm sure, I, I wish I would have kept them, but, you know, with moving around and everything like that, they just got lost in the shuffle. But I definitely do it now, um, and especially with this podcasting, I kind of feel like it's a, a way to journal. Sometimes I listen back, no joke, like, I'm, I'm not even shitting you. Sometimes I listen back and I'm like, oh, damn, Steven, that was a good one, like, I take that note for myself and I just say shit in the moment. I'm like, Oh my God, look at you being a little mini Oprah. So yeah, there are three things that I think are really cool and awesome. I almost try to find another M thing. So it could be meditation, music and whatever. So like meditation, music and Myrtle, but it sounds too close to like murder to me. So don't do that. We are not condoning that here on this podcast so meditation music and journal maybe you can meditate with good music and then journal about it afterwards <laughs> look at me another thing that i came up with right on the spot <sighs> fucking adventurous steven right here like I truly believe that there
there are so many people out there in the world that are just so gorgeous with gorgeous souls and they're fighting the fight you know shining their light in their own way and so i want to bring those people to the forefront my goal is to each episode bring a story to the listeners about somebody out there letting their sunshine flow so let's get into it On this installment of Shining Light, I just wanted to shine light on those essential workers out there besides the healthcare providers that have been killing it this whole time, crushing it, going into work, doing their thing. So people in retail or restaurants, anything like that, like, yes, bitch, work, serve, yes. It's amazing. And especially now, actually, where I'm at in North Carolina, some things are starting to open back up. We still have to go to Target to get groceries and stuff like that. But like people, they're on point they're on their shit like um you know and it's kind of hard because i kind of look into it too much and i'm like they're like blowing this out of proportion but like no they're trying to take their job serious and keep us safe and healthy and everything like that so kudos to all you um gorgeous people out there if you're one of those people do me a favor right now and pat yourself on the back you deserve it honey so yeah i'm hoping that hopefully um the world gets somewhat type of normal again soon and I do really appreciate that all the the help and the sacrifice and stuff that you've made going into work and everything like that because it's a scary thing um I know there's you know school cancellations and stuff like that people have kids people are freaking out want to stay at home people already have like health issues and stuff going on so corona is the last motherfucking thing they want to motherfucking catch and so yeah thank you so much for being you and being amazing and i just hope that you continue to let your light shine bright like a diamond and i don't know why but that's like the third song reference that i've put in this episode um but hey music helps with your mental health thanks As I said before, May is Mental Health uh, Month, so a way that I want to get you guys interacted and everything like that and show your support is I would love for you to send me a video uh, message, not a video, an audio message. I mean, if you want to send a video, sure, I'll listen to it, but I don't know how to convert it, so audio messages only. I actually will put a link when I premiere this episode and it's, it will be in the description of this episode as well to um, anchor the app that I use software that I use to record and stuff like that allows you to let people send in voice messages. So please take the time and let others know why you think mental health is so important. And I will share them that way people know that I'm not going like Looney Tunes and that there are other people out there that, um, feel the same way and going through the same things that we're going through. So I just want to be supportive and open up that community for everybody. So yeah, just send in a short little audio. Hi, this is, if you want to say your name, you can, if you don't, that's fine too. But I think mental illness is important because X, Y, and Z. And I'm going to put that bitch up in this episode, not this episode, but like next episode, next episode, maybe, you know, trickle it down and through the, the, you know, month, because, you know, we should be doing this all month. So, yeah, please send them. And if not, it's okay, too. I still love you. (laughs) And now for a segment I like to call Her Story Lesson, where we take a look at an LGBTQ plus community member or an ally who has helped impact the community in a positive way. Enjoy!
In this installment of Herstory Lesson, I'm going to be talking about the fantastic Harvey Milk. Okay, so Harvey Milk is, um, you know, well known for his, you know, efforts in fights in the gay rights movement. Um, he definitely, um, you know, he did the damn thing. And in the late 70s, he became California's first openly gay person elected to a public office, which, I mean, come on, slay, 70s, it was a rough time. It still kind of is a rough time um, for gay people and LGBTQ community and politics and everything, but whatever. Um, so yeah, he was definitely a leader in San Francisco and stuff like that. And he supported the rights of gay teachers and anti-discrimination legislation Girl. And then, um, you know, he also fostered LGBT-run uh, businesses and stuff like that. Like, he was like, you know, give the support. You know, we're out here. You know, we're doing a great thing and everything like that. Unfortunately, he was assassinated, um, you know, which, you know, sucks. But, you know, it's still so grateful for all of the amazing things that he has done. There is a movie... Um, it's kind of well known. I think it's called Milk with Sean Penn and stuff, but I have mixed feelings about him. Um, but yeah, you you may have heard about him from that or seen that and everything like that. But definitely somebody that was not afraid to speak out and go for it. And like I said, it's still a very ooh, time for any LGBTQ plus community member to be in politics and stuff like that. And the fact that he was the first openly gay person <laughs> elected successfully in California. I mean, that's really uh, within itself something that um, definitely pushed the rainbow borders and stuff like that. So yay, Harvey Milk. Thank you so much for all that you've done. I really do hope that we um, can find more of the community to put into politics. I know it's become more and more a little bit now, but like still, I mean, come on, can we get a gay president? That'd be great. I feel like there would be, you know, a lot of shit done. And, you know, unlike our current Cheeto, I mean, president, um, maybe the LGBTQ plus community will actually be mentioned and respected. <sighs> but anyways, yeah, that's my little whatever. But yeah, Harvey Milk, amazing, great. And that's your history lesson for this week. And now for one of my favorite segments in the show, a meditation minute where I am, yes, still sticking with the ocean sounds because, again, mentally, I wish I was on the beach somewhere drinking like a Miami Vice and just forgetting about the world. <sighs> but yes, please take this time if you uh, take my suggestion and get an acupressure mat, highly recommend to none of 10. Um, it would just like transcend your meditation a little bit more it's very relaxing um and yeah like who doesn't want to be relaxed and everything so please take your moment um now and enjoy this meditation minute
Ryan Murphy has done it yet again. And for this week's What You Watching, I'm going to be talking about the Netflix original series, Hollywood. Batch. So I actually, in upcoming episodes, sit down with a good friend and we talk about um, this a little bit because I suggested it to her and to everybody, like, literally finished it in one night. Like, was up until 3 o'clock watching it. It's amazing. And um, it's it's kind of like a rewrite of Hollywood's golden age and era um, if, like, it was ran by the gays and badass women. And I'm all here for it. So um, a lot of, like, actual historic figures and people in it but like of course there's liberties taken and everything um so yeah but again it's uh ryan murphy created and produced it so it's so good it has people like darren chris in it and um patty lapone i mean come on um it's so 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 good i highly recommend you watch it again like i think there's like seven or eight episodes and there may be like 40 to 45 minutes and it does touch on a lot of stuff with like sexuality and um race and everything like that and it it kind of especially the last episode kind of makes you wonder like oh my gosh, if we were this progressed back then, because again, it was a rewrite and didn't happen in real life, but you know, it's kind of like the happy ending for minorities and stuff. Like if we were this progressive back then with women, race and sexuality, where would we be now? You know, because you know, it took us a long time to start opening up and it's still kind of a struggle and everything like that. So I highly recommend watching it. And if you do watch it, let me know what you think so we could talk about it and chat about it because it's just so fucking good. Alrighty, loves. There's a random fact of the week that I want to go over and it is relating back to mental health and specifically mental illness, which I have um with depression and anxiety and at one point homosexuality too but we won't get into that Mm. but anywho so the uh little nugget that i found little fun fact but not really fun it's kind of like oh shit um but then again it lets you know that you're not alone i found it from um do something.org and it is more than 43 million americans struggle with mental illness Girl, and that's just America. Like, imagine the whole world. So, literally going back to me and my fears of, oh my gosh, you're weak if you go in and try to seek treatment or whatever like that. Um, Like, who knew that there were so many more people out there that struggle with the same thing? So, babies, we're not alone. You're not alone. Let's do this you know, together. Let's um, fight the stigma. Let's work on our mental health together. Um, You know, let's get, you know what? I said this on my Instagram live. And if you haven't followed me there, it's not a live. It wasn't a live. I lied. It was a video, but I put it on my story. So my Instagram story, sorry, I'm a liar now. (laughs) So I said, let's work on our mental health together. Or no, fuck. What did I say? It was something so good too. Oh, oh, let's get our mental health together together I, 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 boom bitch see that like i said i'm gonna put it on a t-shirt or a coffee mug or something like we're all in this together not gonna sing the that part of a song but it is another song reference for you guys high school musical look it up but yeah so just think 
43 million Americans. And honestly, this might be dated a couple years back. Let me try to find a date real fast because that number could have gone up. You know, you never know. You never know. So let me see. Um, that was 2018. So not too far ago, not too long off. That's a lot of fucking people. So you're not in this alone. Um, so yeah, let's work on our mental health. Um, and just support each other, love each other. Yeah, get our mental health together. Together. Oh, that's such a good one. Kind of write that down. I do want to encourage all of you, though, when it comes to mental health, to really do seek help if you need it. Um, even if you're not, like, a severe case like I am. Um, you know, I'm pretty severe so i'm special i'm a little fireworky snowflake whatever um it's still pretty therapeutic and healthy well of course it's therapeutic steven to go to therapy but yeah counseling therapy or talking about it in general find those friends that are supportive and you know you could just call and be like hey girl this is what's happening and they're like bitch let me calm you down like let's talk about it. Let's chat about it. I think that's super important to have that support system and everything like that. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. Yeah, boys here for you. So even if I don't know you personally, bitch, I will be here. I'm a good listener and it's all confidential and everything like that. I work in human resources, so I'm kind of used to it. Um, but yeah, I really do recommend, you know, have yourself check-ins, you know, Hey, what's going on with yourself and everything. If you find yourself getting to those deep, um, moments and stuff like that, and you know, um, the sadness, the anxiety, whatever it might be, reach out, find somebody to chat with it about. Definitely um, look into therapy and stuff like that. Just start baby steps. You never know. With me, um, you know, of course it took a while, a hot minute you can say, but researching, Googling, talking to people and really being open about it. Now I'm like, whatever, but you can't stop me from talking about it and everything. So here I am, whatever. Mental health is important. So, uh, yeah, I truly believe that. So let's work on it together, you know? So like I said, if you really do, um, have anything like that, or if you just want to talk or anything, I highly recommend just reaching out and stuff like that. Of course there's suicide hotlines and stuff like that. If you get really into it, I will also put the, that number down in the description of this episode and everything, because, um, you could just never be prepared, you know, you know, over-prepared, I guess you can never be prepared. I guess you could be prepared, but let's, I don't know. Grammar gross but yes reach out to y'all friends and therapist or whoever and i'm always here for you you're beautiful you're a model you're gorgeous and i'm gonna try to wrap this thing up now well my loves that's all I have for you. I might honestly do other versions and volumes of mental health episodes, maybe interview some people, um, go through the emotions and everything. I have plenty of stories, so don't get worried. Uh, I'll probably never run out of those, and they just keep fucking happening. So, tis life. It is what it is. But I do want to really... Um, ugh, ew, gross. I was going to say pound it in, but that sounds really gross and fucking... Ew, gross. Um, but I really do want to, like you know, hit it home and I don't know what I'm trying to say. Like I'm trying to come up with something clever and witty, whatever, but you know, it's a struggle. So I really do want to hone in the, on the fact, ha, bitch, look at me, I did it. Um, that it's okay. You know, you are strong. If you do, um, see that you have 
something and you do reach out and seek out. But even again, if you're not an extreme case like me, you can always, always, always um, use a, a friend or anything like that. But always keep yourself in checks. Check in. Check in with your friends as well, too. That's super important. Um, I always appreciate when people are like, hey, you doing good and stuff like that. Because you just never know. And I just want us to all be supportive and loving and kind to one another because, you know, we're all peace and shit. So... Yeah, hopefully you enjoy this episode. I have a two-parter coming for you starting next week. I don't want to give it away too much, but you can, in the meantime, follow me on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook at Sir Stephen Rice. It's S-I-R-S-T-E-V-E-N-R-I-C-E. Yes, it's Stephen with the V, bitch. That's the only way to say it and spell it. Like, yeah, it's in Stephanie. <laughs> so yeah. Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Sir Stephen Rice. I'll be posting updates and you can see what the next two episodes are going to be on. I have some other guests um, lined up and everything like that. And it's just really awesome having this little supportive podcasting community and everything like that. And hopefully I don't suck too terribly bad. But if I do, just don't tell me. Because that's that nice and it would hurt my feelings. And then um, I would have to talk to you um, and talk to my therapist about you. So (laughs) anyways, hopefully this episode was kind of enlightening. And um, just know that you're not alone. Um, Talk it out with people. Hope you enjoyed my three tips, meditation, music, and journaling. Um, If that stuff works for you, that's great. If not, you know, tell me what you do. Because I can always look and do some suggestions and stuff like that. And again, send in your, your audio clips on why you think mental health is so important. And I would love to share those throughout the month. Let's all just be supportive and kind and beautiful and everything to each other. So yeah, hopefully you're doing good with all this that's going on and hopefully we will be at peace one day with it and it'll be much better. Let's just keep our distance, wash our hands, wear face masks, all that good ish. Anyways, I've talked enough. Hopefully you can go about your day now and just know that I'm here for you. And I don't know why I keep singing. It's very like mm, glee of me today. (laughs) Anyways, um, have a great night. And until next time, I hope you have a fantastic day. I don't know why I said have a great night because you could be listening to it in the morning, midday. I don't know. Anyways, have a fantastic day. Bye.